A quick programming note for everyone. Uh, just wanted to let you guys know that for the next two weeks, you can uh, expect there to be no Survivor and Other Things podcast. I will be traveling through Europe with my girlfriend um, from the 5th through the 16th um, in Italy and in Prague. Uh, so I will unfortunately be unable to record. We may or may not get an Other Things podcast where uh, Alina and I will talk about our journey so far um, on our uh, on our third round to Europe together. Um, but Survivor-related content will be put on hold until I get back. Uh, which will be the 16th of April in time for the uh, the episode on the 17th. I will binge my way through the episodes that I missed, and we will catch you up in uh, the podcast um, on the, the next Monday, which I believe would be the 22nd if my math gets me right. So uh, be aware, no podcast uh, Survivor-related for the next two weeks, but please do... Uh, please do let me know if you have any questions or want to be on the show um, in the next couple of weeks leading in uh, as, as close as we get to the finale. But uh, no Survivor and Other Things podcast for the next two weeks. Thank you again for listening, and I hope that you will uh, stay through the entire podcast that I have with uh, my good friend and yours, uh, Chris Pierno. He uh, is We have a lot of fun talking through the entire merge, and uh, we even get into a draft of who we think is going to go down with the uh, the medical call in the uh, scenes from our next episode in the, that's this next episode on Wednesday. So uh, stay tuned and hear from Chris Pierno. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Jack with Survivor and Other Things coming at you with our merge episode recap of Survivor Season 38, Edge of Extinction. Uh, today, I am joined by a dear friend of yours and mine, uh, Chris Pierno. Chris, how are you doing? I am very pleased to be here, sir. I am very pleased that you have, uh, that you have joined. Um, it's always exciting to, to get as many people on the podcast as possible and Someone as knowledgeable as yourself will be uh, will be incredible to talk to. Yeah, happy to be in on the ground level before uh, this yeah. thing really takes <laughs> off. <laughs> well, you know, I I will always come back to my survivor and other things <laughs> roots when I do when I do start blowing up on that on that ad revenue from uh, from Anchor FM. All right, thank you for taking the time to. To join today, we have a lot to talk about um, from this Emerge episode, but first, wanted to give the listeners a little bit of an idea. I know that we were just talking about this before we went live, but um, a little bit of an idea of how long you've been watching Survivor. What is your, what is your fandom like? Well, I was a big Rudy fan, um, season one. Mm. Um, before it was Survivor Borneo, it was just Survivor, yep. uh, and then I remember watch you know, the whole build up to it all and this epic show this has never been done before yada 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 and it could, totally drew me in uh my parents as well we all watched it you know every episode um immediately was a huge fan of, of rudy uh the old guy and that kind of cemented my underdog fandom from then on in um mm. and uh then, then, I, then i went to college and like stopped watching um for for four years so i missed at least a dozen seasons 
Um, and, and I picked it up again, uh, uh, at, uh, Survivor Philippines. And I mean, it's, it's better than, than I think it's ever been. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think it's, it's so interesting to see all of the evolutions that have happened, but that is, uh, that is certainly great. And I, and I think that that's good. No, go I was going to say, I'm glad they are, uh, they're bringing like back to their kind of bringing in new people for a while there with the whole, we're just going to keep bringing back the same people. Yeah, I'm glad we're seeing seeing a different type of survivor player than uh, seasons, you know, one through ten. Yeah, I agree, and I think that there was a stretch there where we saw like because Philippines had returnees yep. and 26 was returnees and 27 was returnees and uh, I, and we just had a bunch of returnee seasons like back to back to back and it was killer. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm. I think they've done it well in this season, what they've done with bringing the four players yeah. back. I was really, really concerned about how they would do that, but I think that it was done right, even though they may have wasted these guys for like a potential legend season. Yeah. I was, when I first heard that they were going to bring back the four of them, I thought, Oh, it would be really cool as if all four of them got to be team captains. There were four tribes mm. and they were, they all got to draft their players. <laughs> I thought that that would be pretty cool. Unfortunately, that would have been awesome. I, hey, I think if, if it would have been so there, cool. That, that's a great idea. Bring back four well, returning players and schoolyard pick them. <laughs> yeah, it would be like the like the Palau situation. Was it Palau? I think where they like they all showed up and then two people got voted out after they did a schoolyard pick. Like they didn't even get to start playing. Right. I forget what it was, but yeah, I mean. It, it would have certainly been interesting to see, I guess, how just off of first impressions, they they would have actually picked their teams. That would have been cool. I agree. Yeah, yeah. So what are your overall thoughts on the on the season so far now that we are, I guess, is this the halfway point? I don't even know if this is considered the halfway point anymore. I don't, I'm so freaking early. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm glad Wendy's gone. Uh, mm. <laughs> I, I had put in some questions to the pod last week. <laughs> I was not a fan. Just, there are some people from the very beginning that I'm like, Oh, I can't wait till that person's out of here. Um, and you know, I'm sure she'll be very popular um, with some folks, but I know, but uh, overall, uh, I think it's been, I think it's been great. I think that the returnees have been uh, adding some extra like spice to the situation. I, I kind of thought maybe they were going to be a little, kind of like wet blankets to the whole situation. Um, mm-hmm. But actually I think that they have, they have not played out the way in which I thought they were going to, um, especially with people like David um, and, and interact, you know, I definitely, he was going to come at it from a different way than he had come at it in the past. Um, but I thought maybe him and Kelly would be closer than they, than they are. Um, right. But so far I, We've got we've got a good group of people, and then you know three or four people that we we just don't hear from. <laughs> yeah, which is so interesting. And I <laughs> like one of my reactions every episode is like, "Where is Aurora? What is she, what has she been doing other than or being like, on the wrong side of her very yeah. first travel council?" Or Julie winning the challenge, like, "Oh, yeah, oh, yeah." We finally started this episode exactly. We've been hearing like we got a couple of confessionals in the pre-merge from Julie that just made it. They had absolutely no impact on what was going on whatsoever. They were just there to be there. And now we start hearing from Julie because 
oh, it makes sense. Like she came a little bit alive this this episode. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, you know, we'll we'll see if it lasts. Yeah. So I know you said you weren't you weren't a big big Wendy fan. Um, oh, nor chickens. was I. Oh. Yeah. Nor yeah, and I. You know, Colleen and I went into that pretty in depth, and so did Elena on the chicken thing. It was like, it, it's just insane. Like the the fact that she lasted that long. You mess with my, I, if it like just in life, in general, if somebody messes with my food supply, or if somebody prevents me from eating food. I'd go bananas. It's like if I can only imagine being out on Survivor and somebody messing with your food. Yeah, I almost wonder if they had to edit. I don't know if if they edited the re, the way that other folks reacted. Probably because I, I would it was assume. so positive, and I was like, no way. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, just even how ceremoniously she went out of that double tribal was like so strange. It's like how I guess she she must be incredibly nice to be around in, in the downtime. But yeah. I I don't even know. But yeah, I agree. I was happy to see Wendy go. I was. I mean, were you surprised even to see? I guess to 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 work our way a little bit towards the towards the front of of the episode. Of were you surprised to see Chris or not Chris? Uh, Wendy and Keith quit. I I was surprised. I thought, um, yeah, if you 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 had the chance, I guess you know if they were on the boat and they were like, no, maybe we don't want to do this, right? But you know, it's just you come out of the challenge and you, and you have the opportunity to leave. What, why get on the boat? I don't know. I I I, I was not. Su- I was surprised to see that because I thought, oh. Yeah, this makes sense. They they want to kind of redeem themselves, but and then just to give up that easily and Reem stay, I uh, it's like come on. Yeah, it's it was so strange because for me, as like coming from a television viewer perspective, like the the linear <laughs> the linear viewing of that made zero sense. Of they're all celebrating and so happy to be staying in the game. Like including Wendy and and Keith, they were so excited. And then we go to a commercial and come back, and it's like, oh, never mind, they're actually quitting. It's like what? Yeah, I mean, I wasn't. I mean, again, uh, as much as I was okay with seeing Wendy leave, I was also pretty pleased with Keith leaving. Yeah, um, as was I. Whew, they were the like they, they were thing, the yeah. yeah they were a little bit of like the the dead weight of like kind of annoying on Extinction. Um, and just in the season, like in general, if we could get rid of two people where I think we saw enough of them, yeah, like, those are the two people. Yeah, I think this the show will be pretty strong. And I think Reem is has been set up for something. Uh, I right? Think that, yeah, if, if she just ends up being like just nothing, doesn't make it, just spend her time on Extinction and that was it. I think that would be a waste. I think she is hopefully in store for a, a big redemption story. I mean, I wonder if her redemption story is she stays the whole time. She doesn't get back in the game and then they bring her back. She's like, she, she comes back for some sort of returning season because she's just television gold. Yeah. Uh, may, yeah. I get, uh, maybe, but wow. I mean, I know all that. Uh, I hope, I hope there's something more for her. Not right. That, not that I was a big fan of Reem either, but um, <laughs> she, I think she she would bring a lot 
to the the tribe as it stands. Yeah, I I agree for entertainment so, value. One one hundred percent. Yeah, she's just she's freaking gold. But let's go back to I guess the reveal itself of of Edge of Extinction. How, did you like how they went about it? It kind of reminded me a little bit of the Outcast twist in Pearl Islands. I guess that's that might have been what they were going for, but. I mean, it was it was virtually identical of like these people coming out of the woodwork, literally, and and coming back for a challenge. Like, what did you think of of the reveal? How they handled it? All that. Um, I I would have liked. I I I don't know how else you do it. I mean, right? It it didn't feel. I didn't really like it, but I don't know how. I don't have another suggestion. <laughs> yeah, nor do I. Like, it it doesn't really make sense to to do anything else, but. But and that just like, kind of like a surprise, you know, rip the blanket off type of situation. But I think I think it was McKelly that screamed out, "I knew it! I knew it!" It's like, did I? Did you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I highly doubt that she knew anything. Like, if if anybody should have known something, it should have been Aubrey. Of like, where did I get this extra vote from, and why? Yeah, but I I have no yeah. idea. Uh, yeah, so if there are any other suggestions out there on how best to do this, uh, hopefully they would welcome that. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. And because they're gonna, I mean, I I guess now everyone knows that there is extinction and that they get to come back. But yeah, and they should know that like they're on the jury now, um, and that they're still in the game because I also thought that was still weird. So let's let's get into that because I have no idea how this jury is gonna work. Yeah, I, I thought that was really odd. I was like, all right, let's bring in the numbers of our juries. What? I and mean... it's just three of them. They're all still in their rags and have their buffs on. <laughs> and the players are probably like, what the hell? Why are they not looking fresh and pretty like they just ate? So I, I, yeah, I don't so, get So, like, it. do you have to go to Extinction to get on the jury? Do you, like, what? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I guess, and especially because they're technically still in the game i guess but imagine reem like having a vote at the end of the game she hasn't played since day three and like i guess right. she's gathering information as people come through extinction but that's really not enough to have to have a say in like what people are doing it's like trying to it's like trying to cram for a test that you, you don't take the class for and it's like how are you able to take this test without any of the knowledge of the past eight weeks yeah, I'm really forward. I'm really looking forward to seeing how they're going to deal with the other people that get voted out. Do they right. automatically get on the jury? Do they have to go to extinction to get on the jury? Are we going to have dirty people coming back from extinction <laughs> and clean people coming back from Ponderosa? I, I, what, how are we doing this? So that would be that would be so interesting, especially because people who are still in extinction would be getting different information from people who end up at Ponderosa, like if they chose not to go to oh, extinction. Right? Yeah. Like that would just be oh, it'd be so convoluted. Yeah, it'd be so know. convoluted. And, and, yeah, I, I'll let the survivor gods explain to me. I know. And <laughs> the other thing that can, that comes up is like, I mean, everybody knows by now that they all get paid, they all get some sort of prize money for being on the show. But like, does Reem, who technically lasted longer than Keith and Wendy, get a bump in prize money because she lasted to the jury phase technically? It's like how I guess they. Uh, I don't even know. Well, it's... one one could say that she's had it harder than. You oh, know, absolutely. The people on the beach. I don't know. That's a that's a good question. 
Yeah, it would be so interesting because so now we're down to 16. So if they have a final three, everybody stays at extinction. We could have a 13 person jury like that's that's too much. Well, there's I mean, there's got to be another way for someone from extinction to get back in the game. Question is, how does that happen? Yeah. And what happens like what happens then? Do we is it just like. Do they keep going back to extinction? Do they keep? It's like Reem, you can stay as long as you want, even if you lose all of your challenges. Yeah, and I hear you. Get to the end, and there's some big, you know, some big challenge where the extinction people fight against each other, and I don't know, uh, a lot of conjecture. Yeah, it's gonna be very strange. But we have a question coming in from uh, from a listener, uh, Colleen Loftus asks, uh, "How do you feel about the fact that people who still have a chance to get back in the game?" are now on the jury and will this affect the final tribal council discussion of outwit outplay outlast in any way and so we kind of touched on how we feel about it but yeah what do you think about that final tribal discussion of if there's somebody who was voted out on day one you know trying to talk with somebody who lasted the whole the whole game without getting voted out it's just different perspectives i mean right uh, somebody i I keep going back to reem because she's been there the longest i guess Mm. You could go to Aubrey. I mean, she's certainly uh, she's been in the game longer, and she's had a lot more interactions with these people. But I, I think it's just they're going to bring a totally different perspective on who they want to win. I think Reem has made in her head. She's made a lot of enemies, right? She's made I don't like certain people, kind of thing. Um, I, I think maybe an extinct, you know, someone in. Uh, an extincter, I think I call them. Yeah, yes, you <laughs> trademarked time. that last week. Yeah. Um, an extincter is going to vote for an extincter, and why do right. they care how somebody like played their game when they weren't around to see it, and they have no impact on them? That didn't get to talk strategy, didn't get to be social. Yeah, it's almost like the extinction didn't, didn't island get becomes. No, exactly. It, it becomes like where extinction island is. You have to continue playing your social game, where like. Reem is certainly not going to vote for Chris if Chris is in the final right. three because of all the crap that went down with them. But like, if Joe, who's now at Extinction, a, like makes the inroad socially, ends up getting back in the game, and people vote for him because he kept them alive on Extinction and fished for them and was yeah. a provider and was you know social and all this stuff, like that could very well be a reason to win the game. I don't know if it's the best reason. I certainly don't think it is, but. I mean, it could it could be a thing if you have eight other people who are on Extinction Island with no concept of of the actual strategy that was going on in the game. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Who knows? Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. It's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting, and hopefully they hopefully they play it out well. But uh, but we shall see. So let's get to the meat the meat of the merge. Um, we see everybody come together. Uh, Devins gets back in the game. He yeah. he was my. I was rooting for him. We we're actually watching the. We had a couple people over watching the episode, and when Wendy was super close, I was I, I was so excited when she dropped, and then when Chris was really close, I was like, ah, it would have been nice to see Chris go back in. But Devins, oh man, I I yelped in excitement. I was so excited. Yeah, I like Devins too. I was glad that he was the one to get back in. Uh, I think he deserves to be there and i think he's he's gonna bring a big social element to the game um i think him coming 
he could have there couldn't have been a better choice to have someone get that time on extinction and come back in with a different perspective on you know the folks that were there and uh give him the opportunity now to create new relationships yeah i completely agree he was the one i was rooting for yeah and i liked how because i i don't think that they had done this in other seasons where you know the person coming back from extinction was immune or not but i liked how they gave him that that half idol thing and they said here you go like you are not immune now but if you can get yourself past like almost knowing that there he was going to be targeted immediately yeah um, i thought that was cute his little best friends joke <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's I like one of those good, half yeah. a heart necklaces. Exactly. That, like, it's know. the fact that he gives it to David. Yeah. <laughs> it just makes it so much better because he could have totally used it as like some sort of strategic bargaining chip, but he was just like, I can't trust anybody. Here you go, David. Like, you're my buddy. I'm, uh, I'm surprised we haven't seen a lot of idle play. We really haven't at all. And I mean, Aubrey certainly with, with the egg on her face and her situation, but do you and I guess this was another question that I had. Do you think that Kelly should have played her idol yesterday? Like if she, because it could the votes could have easily been on her. And I guess we, it's almost like uh, results oriented thinking of you know Aubrey doesn't play her idol. Oh, that's a bad move. She should have played her idol. But if Kelly doesn't play her idol in this situation and still gets voted out, like is that a bad move for her not to play it? Uh, I I think she should have played it. I, yeah, I don't I I don't think she had. It was risky for her not to have done that. Um, but risk is part of the game, right? I mean, that's yeah. it shows confidence. Um, certainly there was a lot of reaction to her not playing it. Um, but I think she should have. Yeah, I I, I definitely agree because realistically. I mean, the the fact that they were so that whole lesser group was so bamboozled into into three different directions of how people were voting that they felt safe as to not need to play it was was incredible. First of all, like fooling Kelly and fooling David, who are two very experienced players, like being able to do that was insane. But I, I agree. And I think that she should have played her idol. If I was in that situation, I would have played my idol being in a minority and knowing that like people are coming after me, that, that would have not gone over very well. I, yeah. it, I think I would have pulled it out. Yeah. But we get Joe, Joe gets booted. And throughout the episode, we have a couple of names that pop up. Kelly's name pops up. Julie's targeting Kelly. Devin's pops up. Kelly and Lauren are targeting him. Uh, David's name comes up in a plan to split the vote between David and Devin's and uh, Joe comes up. So we had a smorgasbord of different plans that were out there. And really the only two people that I saw that were Mm. kind of controlling the whole thing were Ron and Julie. Which I thought was fascinating considering we didn't we haven't been getting a lot of them right yeah Um, and then all of a sudden this episode we not only get julie winning um the challenge but then we have like ron clark i i I don't very confident i think it will come back to bite him um bite him in the ass later Uh, yeah i think that people will see him as kind of uh full of himself and mean almost Hmm. um We'll see what I, I'm curious to see how he progresses 
through the rest of the season. I could see that. I could see like a power struggle almost splitting that comma six, like yep. eventually where Ron starts butting heads with some other strategic person, whether it's Julie or Eric or somebody else and they fracture and it kind of becomes a war of like who can pick up as many lesu people as possible. Um, but I, I was, I was honestly impressed with that was being, that was his first tribal council, Julie's first tribal council, Julia's first tribal council. Like they totally were able to spin this narrative of getting them to turn, of getting the lesser people to just turn on each other while they were able to eliminate a threat that end of returning player. Like that was just, I mean, the episode itself, like maybe it wasn't terribly exciting and, Yes, maybe we're starting to see a bit of a. Maybe we might be seeing a paganging coming along now that Joe is gone, and the comma six may just pick off the lessus. But I was super impressed. I thought that that was that was insane. How you could just have so many moving parts and and fool so many of the returning all of the returning players. Yeah. What did you think about Joe's decision to sit in the shelter and do nothing all day? Uh, I I didn't understand it. I I didn't understand it at first. I guess you know people were criticizing him for for not trying to talk to anyone and just accepting his fate. I guess, mm. um, letting the chips fall. Uh, it's a strategy, I guess. Um, I don't. I couldn't say that I would do the same thing. Um, yeah, but. I, it, it, yeah, I mean, I think I think it was uh, it was his it was the best thing that he could have done. I think. Yeah, I think if he does go off and start like he was saying, I think you know if he does go off and start scrambling, like it looks it looks worse on him, and it's and that's you know, not. I don't think that is him. No, it certainly isn't. That's definitely not like the the survivor resume that he has per se of being that like scrambling type of strategic person it's right i feel like every time he gets voted out it's always very like it's, it's just kind of like somber and yeah it's like like, oh, it's like oh, too God, bad. yeah that could have oh, been something sucks. but <laughs> yeah and it i don't even know i i was sitting there like watching the episode being like what the hell is he doing he's just sitting there he's just sitting there painting the flag and then I realized, like, he's definitely trying to just keep his profile as low as possible. But, I mean, when right. you if beast he every a... challenge in the pre-merge and come in third in this immunity challenge, your profile is, and your Joe, like, your profile can never be low. Yeah, but, you know, um, not in, in not drawing attention to himself, he hopes that uh, the fractures build elsewhere. And, you know, I, I that obviously didn't happen, but I think... Yeah. Uh, knowing that there was life after tribal. Mm. Um, do you think that he was kind of resigned to like, yeah, I'll go to extinction. Like that sounds way more up my alley. Ah, uh, it's an interesting question. I don't think anyone, I don't, I, I, I refuse to believe that that was his, that he wanted to go, but yeah. I think he accepted the fact that there's life after and I'm not going to, I'm not going to um, run around looking like a crazy person. That's not my game. Right. Um, and I know that if I do get voted out, there's there's a way for me to come back. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I thought it was like potentially Ozzy-esque in Redemption Isle or in South Pacific. I'm, I'm not sure if you saw that season. That might have been one of the ones that 
that got that during got the, during the dark the ages. dark ages, yeah. Um, <laughs> but where he, he, you know, gets voted out on purpose and and comes back to try and and win the the challenge. Like it seemed as if Joe was maybe thinking that like this is where I really can thrive and was like you said kind of resigned himself to like being okay with whatever situation happened yeah i mean we don't know what we don't know how people yeah. can get back in the game i mean it's it's not a done deal that it's going to be a challenge who knows maybe the i we could come up with so many different ideas about how to get people back in the game from uh extinction but i get yeah i yeah. think he was just resigned to the fact that i'll try this yeah so I, on the topic of Joe, do you think that he was the right move for those comma people to vote out? Or do you think that they should have taken a shot at Kelly while they had the, the chance to? I think they should, have t- they should have taken Kelly. I do as well. I think that it was too early for Joe. Like, he's not, he's not going to win every single immunity, and you already know that he's not strategizing. Yeah, I, I, I think they, they should have went for the more strategic threat, and I, definitely Kelly. Yeah, and she's definitely she's like the mover and the shaker type of of a player. Where even if she is in a minority, which we've seen her in time and time again, like she can shake things up and make people feel uncomfortable, which will cause disruption. Yeah, yeah, definitely the anti Joe. Oh, absolutely, absolutely the anti Joe. She is the definition of disruption, and Joe is the definition of even keel and paint going my with flag. Flow. Paint <laughs> my flag. I'm gonna sit here and not do anything. Yeah. So I, I agree. I think Kelly would have been the, the better decision here, but it's which is it's why never I a bad decision. Idol. Exactly. And and she should have been more perceptive towards that. Um especially if like she was targeting Devin. She was targeting whatever own tribe mates like yeah. How how would she have thought that any of those people would have been totally okay with like yeah we're just gonna let Kelly Wentworth in and call the shots like no especially with uh, Julie's uh, I don't want to send him that would be the worst thing that we could have ever done oh my gosh I'm the anti Boston Rob <laughs> exactly right oh my god where was the person you know the person to say no we should totally send him back he doesn't belong here yeah exactly but. Yeah, I think Kelly probably would have been the right move. But, I mean, there there is no wrong time to vote Joe out. It is it is the classic, Joe doesn't have immunity, let's get him out. But, I don't know, there would have been other times where he wouldn't have been immune. I'm pretty pretty positive of that, but who really knows? Who really knows? But I'm just waiting for the Aurora blindside. <laughs> it's going to be, that's, you know, we already had one double episode that was, like, actually really good. I'm waiting for the double episode where we get like Aurora and Julia booted, like in the same episode. And they're just like, we need to condense this into an hour. And there's no two ways about it. It's like the same episode in ghost Island where like Jenna and Michael got voted out in the same hour long episode. Like that's definitely what's going to happen. It's, it's going to be something ridiculous like that. Yeah. But Oh God, Aurora! It, it's so sad because I feel like she probably is entertaining, and I can only imagine what it feels like to be like I wasted thirty nine days of my life <laughs> to not oh, be on should, TV. Uh, we should just ask Natalie. <laughs> exactly. It's like <laughs> Jesus. It's, it's so ridiculous, but yeah. Hopefully, we see a little bit more of her. And honestly, the second that we do see a little bit of visibility of her, her days are numbered. Yeah. Yep. 
yep. days are numbered. But something that I was thinking about and that I'd heard on on some other other podcasts um, was the idea that we've gotten some really really entertaining content from Edge of Extinction. Like in that double episode, it was awesome. Um, you know, the the way that the confessionals are happening and how they're providing different advantages and all this stuff is like really entertaining. And for me, I think that it is the most entertaining part of the season so far. I think without Edge of Extinction, without the twist, the season may or may not be a little bit of a dud if like what we're seeing is the best stuff that they've got. So yeah, there a lot of these players are not dynamic. No, they're they're not. And some of them are, but some of them aren't. And it's so interesting to me to be like, let's remove this twist and this season would be getting condemned. Yeah. Yeah, especially with some of the like, you know, Wendy and again these these kind of like the the annoying um players up against the 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 wet blanket players and the people that you mm-hmm. just don't hear from and then all of a sudden you're just looking at the four returners and people, you know, and their right. compatriots that are so enamored with them like Lauren. <laughs> yeah, trying to pull like 15 confessionals from each of them every single episode. But I mean, it's it's kind of a saving grace in this situation to have extinction and have people like Reem and like Aubrey and and Devons who were there to give a little bit of excitement. And now they have Joe. So, I mean, it's it's so interesting. I I really hope that like the the content from the actual beach starts starts picking up. And maybe we saw that a little bit last episode with with Ron and, and Julie and some of that interesting strategy. But. I hope that we don't start seeing a paganging. I really hope, like, I can see it happening. I can see it start to happen because I definitely don't think that the lesser people are going to be able to get their shit together. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah. Do you think that they would be able to, like, those five between Devin's David, Wardog, Lauren, and Kelly, do you think that they'll even be able to, to rally anything together? Like, they've voted against each other so many times now. Yeah, no, they're... They're a, a ship with a lot of holes in it. Yeah, yeah. They are. That's... They're ready. I, they are going to be ready to jump ship for other alliances. Yeah, I I absolutely agree. But which will be great for us. It'll provide exactly. Entertainment. It definitely will. It will provide a lot more fun into into this, which which will be which will be good. And we still have so many advantages that are out there now. David and Devons have an idol. Yeah, a Kelly lot of has idols. An idol. A lot of Lauren has an idol. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, we didn't even see what happened with Ron's little men- advantage menu thing. Like, maybe he got an idol and it, oh, it's point. fake, and maybe he's just waiting to to let us know about it. I don't even know, but um, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. It'll certainly be interesting. But um, we do have a couple of uh, questions that came in and comments that came in from some other listeners um, on my Instagram today, where I always post. Um, the day of recording uh, for, for questions from listeners. Um, Survivor underscore mega fan responded to my question, which was, what did you think of the Edge of Extinction merge? And he, or, or she, I don't know if it's a he or she, wow. said, uh, sucked. Just <laughs> sucked. Did, I, I didn't think it sucked. I thought it was, I thought it was good. It wasn't spectacular, but it didn't, it didn't suck, did it? Well, well, what was, I'm sorry, what was the question? 
You asked. I just I. Yeah, the, the it, I just said, what did you think of the Survivor Edge of Extinction merge? Yeah, said, it was sucked. It was it, I. I wouldn't say it sucked, but it was haphazard. Um, right. I thought the I thought we didn't get a lot of content from the merge feast. Mm. Um, we didn't get a lot of which maybe it just was really boring. I mean, that's entirely possible. Um, but I thought the merge in and of itself, um, I mean, not as exciting as others. Um, and I think we were ready for it, uh, and we needed it to happen, but yeah, yeah, I don't know if that sucked. Yeah. I Strong words from survivor underscore mega fan. (laughs) Yeah, for real. It was, uh, it it definitely was pretty strong feelings there, but I think if anything, it's just going to help try and bolster some sort of, of, excitement happening but yeah it certainly wasn't like in some merges where we see people just start going off immediately and like talking to each other and you know everything gets crazy immediately people are running around looking for the merge idol we didn't see any talk about any merge advantage like i i wonder if that's going to come up next episode but um yeah i don't think it i don't think it sucked either but survivor mega fan you know have your opinions speak it loud Keep, keep listening to the podcast. Keep keep listening. Don't let this don't let this let this deter a difference of opinion. But um, but yes, keep keep sending us in your your thoughts. One word, preferably, preferably just one word oh, of how you feel. <laughs> um, and then a couple of or one question that's split into two parts, coming from uh, our dear friend Christian Sapienza. Christian Sapienza says, uh, "If you know when Survivor is filming." What is stopping you from just flying down there and camping out in the jungle? You could mess with people and steal idols. <laughs> I think Tony Velachos has probably already tried to do this. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I, uh, I, uh, Jack, good question, Jack. What are you waiting for? If, if uh, you know what, I don't know what I'm waiting for. I think that two thousand dollar flight from DC to Fiji with two stops in between. What am I, what am I waiting for? It, it doesn't, it's, it's crazy that I've just been sitting in my room talking about a TV show when I could be trying to infiltrate my way into it. No Christian, you dummy. They're on remote islands. They're not even, they're not even on regular islands. They're not findable. I think, I don't even know. I don't know, Christian, what's stopping you? Amen. That's the real question. That's the real question. Well, Chris, that is all the questions that we had from uh, from listeners uh, coming in today. But uh, I know we talked about a lot going on. What are your expectations well, for next episode? So, Who do you think goes down with the Medivac? So real, real quick, I uh, I actually so I posted this on my on my um, Instagram too. Surprisingly, yeah. some people came out of the woodwork as survival fans. Did not know that. Uh, hey, that's great. A friend, friend of mine, uh, Justine Garbarino, um, reached out to me, and she had a lot to say about War Dog. <laughs> oh, um, is War we Dog haven't his... said anything about War Dog. <laughs> is War Dog his real name? Would you hire a lawyer named War Dog? <laughs> Why couldn't he throw a baseball? <laughs> um, all very all, legitimate questions. All very fair questions. I, I, I'm a. Uh, the one thing I like do like about War Dog is he's got that Mets tattoo on his shoulder. Um, oh yeah, that a big you know that was like I want to like this guy, and then he opened his mouth and um, you know, <laughs> uh, yeah, 
Yeah. Um, and seeing seeing that Mets tattoo, I was like, it looks like you took an iron to a Mets jersey <laughs> and it just left an implant in your arm. I think what my 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 opinion of War Dog is, I think I think it was Kelly that called him like a, a Tony, a Tony oh, yeah. kind of player. And I think that uh, he is providing some much needed uh, crazy to the situation. Um, yeah, there certainly aren't a lot of crazy characters on this season. It really was Wendy and Wardog. That's a end Reem, but like that's about it. And yeah, Wardog's like the type of like evil genius maniacal crazy that we often don't see on these seasons anymore and, yeah. and this season desperately needed and i have yeah. a funny feeling that he's gonna have a big part to play when it comes to some sort of chaos down the line of like he he's just gonna throw all caution to the wind at some point yeah. and start screwing with everybody yeah so yeah we have a we have a medevac next episode yeah what do you who do you think who do you uh, think's going down nice. what, the over who let's let's have a let's have a draft let's have a draft oh. Our top three players, do you want the – we can do a snake draft. Do you want the first pick and the fourth pick or the second and the third pick? Oh, man. Um, second and third. All right. All right. I'll take the first, the fourth, and the fifth. I'm – with my first pick, I am going to say that Lauren. I'm going to take Lauren. Ah, oh, damn. As my <laughs> – as my first pick for the fainting medical evaluation in the challenge. That's a good point. It doesn't have to, it could just be an evaluation. True. True. Oh gosh, you took my pick. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to go with Kelly. Okay. Uh, that's a good one. Yeah. Kelly um, followed very closely by uh, Julie. Okay. All right, I can I can see both yeah. of those being those being decent picks. So far, uh, we've picked only women. That should not yes, mean anything. That does not. Well, <laughs> I'm going to change that. I'm going to go with uh, our dear friend War Dog. Ah, I'm going to take him in my number four spot. I'm going to take War Dog my four. Let's see who else is remaining. Gavin and Eric, they're they're solid as a rock. Um, Aurora's great in challenges. I think she's going to be there. Um, David, maybe Devin. No, um, gosh, and I'm just like forgetting people that are even there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take David. I'm gonna take David as my so number solid five. choice. Solid yeah. choice. You never know with the with those with these individual challenges. You know, it could be he's he's lanky. He's, yeah, he's bound to fall. He's already knows. emaciated. Yeah, somebody hits him in the face with a stick. You yeah. never know. <laughs> yeah. So your your number six pick, who do you got? I'm going with Devins. All right, all right. That's a, that's another good pick. I was between David and Devins. Was yeah. Between David and Devins. Going with Devins. Maybe he had some bad bad fish. Yeah. <laughs> we can. I oh, this There's, speculation it, it, is killing me. It's open to a lot of interpretation. Yeah. What happens? <laughs> It'll it be, be so interesting. It could be something absolutely awful, or you know, it could be somebody slipped off a beam. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I oh man, I really hope it's like 
just thinking back to that scene from Koran where like everybody goes down and Caleb need, like nearly died. Oh my god! Like, I yes. don't know if we can take that again. That was close or enough. Or what? Our last season with that guy, the the first. Oh Pat, yeah. Oh, oh we, yeah. We we don't need that again. Yeah, we just just keep him safe, Docs. Like just anytime we hear Jeff yelling out medical, <laughs> it's yeah, it's like for viewing, it's like whoa, and then for or also viewing, it's like oh no, yeah. oh no, <laughs> please don't be critically injured. Yeah. Oh gosh, any other questions? Did you have anybody else? Anybody else coming in? Um, just a lot of people sharing my opinions of Wendy. <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's pretty common. But I'm common. sure she'll, yeah, she'll, she'll be, she'll be back. I have a feeling. Everybody thinks she's getting that CM money. I know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she'll be back. She'll, she will be back. Yeah, I think so. It's kind of like the, uh, yeah, she's like the crazy character, almost kind of like Natalie from last season. Like Natalie will be back. Wendy will be back. It's uh, just crazy, but. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that that's all we got, folks. I uh, hope you enjoy your, your 45 minutes worth of uh, Survivor content this week. But, Chris, thank you very much for, uh, for being pleasure. on and, and chatting. It was, uh, it was a pleasure having you. My pleasure, sir. Keep watching. All right. Yes, absolutely. Um, as a quick programming note, uh, I will be out of the country for the next about a week and a half. I leave on Friday to... Uh, gallivant through Europe with uh, with my girlfriend. We'll be going to Rome, Florence, Venice, and Prague. So I will be missing the um, the the I guess April tenth episode. I believe it is. So no podcast uh, that week. Um, I guess it would be the fifteenth. No podcast will be coming out. And the ninth, no podcast coming out. Or the eighth, no podcast coming out. So the next two weeks, we will be Survivor and other things dry, unfortunately. But coming back the week after that, hopefully uh, what's on the docket is a big roomy roundtable. I will be having all of my roommates join me for one podcast, talking about all three of the episodes that I would have missed being away in Europe. Wow. Impressive. It's going to be interesting. We're, I'm going to have to figure out how to set up my actual mic because we all can't use one headset. <laughs> that would be weird. It's kind of, it would be like Bohemian Rhapsody music video-esque of how close our faces would have to be in order to do that. But that's the programming update. Chris, again, thank you so much for, uh, for, for being on the podcast. Hope to have you back soon. And um, thank you, everyone, for listening. I am uh, Mundog Millionaire on Instagram. Follow, uh, follow me on Anchor, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your uh, podcasts. And Chris, your Instagram handle is? C-A-P-I-E-R-N-O. That's Capirno. And uh, do make sure you give this podcast a, a five-star review. Oh, I very much appreciate it. And uh, yes, please do. And thank you for listening. Bye, everyone.